Well, most of y'all, Lisa's not a stranger to most of y'all, but if you don't know Lisa, Lisa is just one of us. And a couple weeks ago, Scott had asked her pastor, she's on staff at New Covenant. She's kind of like their pastor's right-hand person. She's, she really is. So, um, what? Oh, oh, like this? Is this better? Is this better? Okay. Anyway, so when Scott got permission from her pastor to see if she could come speak on the five love, love languages, love language, yeah, that too, goes along with what we've been studying the, a marriage. Um, it just so happened that he scheduled her for tonight, and he couldn't be here tonight. So isn't God good? He just, he knows ahead of time, you know. He knows ahead of time. He's got everything already worked out. So Lisa is um, is a counselor. I don't know what all your titles are. I know some of y'all know her from teaching. She's been a counselor up here at school. She's been a teacher. I don't know what all. But um, she's been everywhere, man. <laughs> So, but I, I just want y'all to give her your undivided attention. Oh, y'all handed out, did they hand out the sheets? Okay, okay, all right. Who's doing that? Jim, are you doing that? Kenneth's probably doing that to make me nervous. But anyway, y'all just give her your undivided attention and, and uh, She's just amazing, and everybody was so excited to see her walk in here tonight. It's good to have her. We love okay, our Lisa. Thanks. Now I've got to live up to all that pressure. No, I'm going to use this. Thank you. This is a big mic. Good evening. Glad to see everyone. I know I see lots of faces that I know, right? And so if I don't know you, uh, she's already introduced me, so... Um, so, uh, my name is Lisa, but Brother Scott had texted me a few weeks ago and said, hey, we're doing, you know, I'm teaching on marriage and relationships on Wednesdays, and during my study, five, the five love languages was mentioned. Um, what kind of information do you have? So, I sent him a link where you could go and download information in a quiz, and didn't think anything else of it, and then he called me sat last Saturday and said, look, I've been looking at this stuff, and I know this is your thing. Can, will you come up there and te teach the five love languages? So I said, sure enough. And then, like Sister Kathy said, he had messaged me this morning and said he wasn't going to be here, but uh, Sister Kathy would be. And so I'm here to talk to you a little bit about the five love languages. So uh, let me open in prayer first. Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for the opportunity, God, just to... Uh, bring a word, but God, just bring a tool, God, that we can use, God. And I thank you, God, for relationships, God, for marriages, God. You've given us that. That's a special gift from you, God. So I ask, God, that you would be with us tonight. Uh, let me speak with clarity, God. Bless your people in Jesus' name. So how many of you have heard of the five love languages? Anybody? Okay. So, you know, actually, it's been around uh, the first book was published in 1992 so it's been around quite a bit right um and so if you've heard of, of gary chat dr gary chapman okay he that's who he was uh, a senior pastor counselor for uh for years in his church and he 
um, from what I've read, some things he kind of worked along with um, um, psychologists and some other people because he began to he began to notice a pattern when he would cu- when he would counsel with couples, and so that's kind of where the five love languages kind of was birthed. Um, and you know, I can't pull you up. I know a lot of people are like, well, where's the research that the five love languages, you know, is, is valid or it works. And no, I can't, I can't pull you up any scientific research. Um, but I do know last I read, there's like 20 million copies have been sold. It's been translated in about 50 languages. So that says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot about, about, um, the five love languages. And so really it's a tool um, that I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. I gave you a handout. If you're like me, I'm very visual. And if I'm listening, I like to have something to look at or I like to have something to take notes on. So that's your copy to do to do whatever, to follow along. Uh, and so who would, who would say that you have a different personality than your spouse? Yeah. Who would say that you have a different personality maybe than some of your siblings? Different personality from coworkers. Right? Yes, because we're Oh, they're the same. They're twins. Yeah. But you know, isn't it amazing that we're all individuals? Therefore, we all have different personalities. And so what I love about the five love languages is that once you know know about it, you can pick up on other people. And, and when you're trying to communicate and, and build relationships, um, like Sister Kathy, I'm not, I don't know if she's ever taken the five love language, but I'd, I'd bet probably her love language probably is gifts. Do you, right? Yeah. And so we'll talk more about that, but it's kind of fun to kind of really kind of begin to notice people and the way that they communicate, the way that they show love, a lot of times is their own love language as well. And so different personalities, we like to receive love in different ways. And so that's where we're going to kind of be tonight. It's a lot of information. Um, so what time do we have? 7.41. Okay. And um, so bear with me. I know I know it's a lot, but I think once you kind of hear the basic information, you'll be able to understand uh, a little bit more of where, where we're going with it. So knowing your partner's love language and letting them know what your love language is is a way to, that you both will feel loved and appreciated in the relationship. There's also, he also wrote, for those of you young parents in here or soon-to-be parents, uh, or even grandparents, he has a book, The Five Love Languages of Ch- for Children. Yeah, and so it's a way that we can really connect with our children, our grandchildren, even on a, on a deeper level. So the five love languages are, so these are the ones that he kind of pulled all of his research. He would, he would counsel couples, and, and he would begin to notice, you know, what, what their needs were, what they were not getting in their marriage, what was causing tension, and so he came up with these five basic love languages. And they're words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. 
So those are the five love languages. And I believe the, uh, my notes are going to go in a different order than that worksheet has. So, but you'll be able to follow along. So let's talk, I'm going to talk to you about words of affirmation. So words of affirmation is a way that we can express our affection through spoken words, through praise. So if you, if you know someone that gives lots of compliments, that is always praising people, who is recognizing people, who's building people up, probably their, their love language is words of affirmation. Yeah, those, those words. And so for a person whose love language is words of affirmation, words are very important. And yes, words are important to all of us. We all like to be told, I love you, I appreciate you, right? But for those people in particular that that's their main love language, words are even more. They're important. And so for someone who's in a relationship who's not getting very many words of affirmation, you know, there, there's a, um, and he talks about, you know, we all have a love tank, and we, we can either put into someone's love tank or we empty it, right? It's just an all-day, in-out kind of thing. And so, so someone who's not getting their love language, whichever one it is, met, their, their tank's pretty low. They don't have a whole lot to give, and so we have to constantly be putting into one another, depositing. And so that's what this is about. I know y'all have been talking about marriages and relationships. And so this is just a way to really connect even on a deeper level. And so a person who has a love language, words of affirmation, they love to hear those words. It makes them feel valued, satisfied, and happier in their relationship. So you're like, well, what does that look like, words of affirmation? It could be notes. You know, we're not talking about sit down and write a four-page essay, right? A note, lots of I love yous. Compliment your person, if you know that's their love language, and compliment them in front of other people. Just a constant words of encouragement. Write a note on the, uh, on the bathroom mirror right? Tape a note, leave sticky notes. And it's amazing how far that will, that will go. And you know, um, and I'll share kind of just some personal things, but you know, for someone, maybe let's say there's, you know, a partner and spouse and, you know, one's love language is at words of affirmation and the other one, you know, using words of affirmation is kind of uncomfortable. It's awkward. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come naturally. And then, too, we have to consider, you know, when we come into a marriage, we're, we're bringing in things that, you know, we were raised with, uh, lots of uh, traditions and values. And so for someone who maybe who was in a home where there wasn't a lot of words of affirmation, they may not know, you know, how. And so that's why it's, it's kind of awkward at first. And you have to just kind of learn. You have to learn with practice. And so how many of you know how to use Google? Yeah, right? Let me tell you what you can do. If you're like, I don't, I'm running out of words of affirmation or I don't even know where to start. Guess what? Google will tell you 
give me a list of words of affirmation to use with my spouse. You'll get a billion of them, right? So there's no excuse. There's no excuse, right? You, you can find. Yeah, and so words of affirmation is the first one. The next one is quality time. And so quality time centers around togetherness. And it's all about expressing your love and your affection with your undivided attention. What divides our attention? That phone, right? That phone, that television, right? For, for those of, that are book readers, that book you're into, right? And so, because, you know, if your spouse is trying to communicate with you or, you're, you know, it's like, or even just your children, family members, they're trying to communicate with you, you're, you're not making eye contact, you're looking at your phone, uh, you're trying to look around them to see what the, t- you know, guess what that tells that person? I'm not listening to you. You're not important. What you're saying is not important to me. And so we will always want to give eye contact. You know, when I speak to my, uh, my grandchildren, I make sure they're looking at me, right? I make sure I'm, we got eye contact so that they understand what, what, what I'm telling them. And so for a person that cherishes quality time with their loved ones, and so this is how you can kind of notice if this is a person's uh, love language. If they love to spend time with family, engage in conversation, they just love to sit down and just talk and spend time. They like to share experiences. So their love language probably is quality time. And it's quality over quantity, okay? It's not about how much time, it's like, how much quality am I getting? If that's my love language, um, am I, you know, really getting um, one-on-one conversation with you where there's no interruptions and you're actively listening? And so as a, as a, as a therapist, I, uh, we talk a lot about actively listening. There's a difference between listening you're kind of listening, but actively listening like, oh, we're engaged in conversation. I can reflect what they're saying to me. Oh, so you're telling me that you feel blah, 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 or this happened. It gives a chance for the person to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you get, you get it. You hear what I'm saying. But it also gives a chance for the person to go, oh, no, that's not what I said, to clarify. Because, you know, a lot of times... How many of us with same relationships, a lot of times, is the communication issue, right? And so I call it drive-through communication. Because if I go to the Sonic, and I go through the drive-through, and I order some fries and a Sprite, tater tots, whatever I'm getting, what are they going to do? They're going to say it back to me, right? Because they want to make sure I understand. So I'm listening. They're, they're giving my order back to me. Is this what you said? And then maybe they've got something wrong. Okay, and I can say, oh, no, that's not what I said. I said blah, blah, blah. Okay, so drive-through communication. And so communication, but so that's what quality time is about, some really deep one-on-one time conversation. How many of you already just feel really weird listening to this stuff? <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, I just don't think I can do this. And so, once again, you can Google 
quality time. But so just it's simple things. Sitting down, you know, with TV and everything's turned off and we're having a cup of coffee and we're talking about our day. Or we're going for a walk. Um, regular dates. Uh, plans, you know, to do something different. You know, you don't want to get kind of in a, just kind of stuck in a rut. We know, okay, this this day, this time, we do this every, you know. You got to, you know, change it up some. But quality time. Make it part of your routine to have that quality time with your person. So the next one is physical touch. So, um, So a person who frequently initiates physical contact they want to hug they want to pat you right and they're very comfortable doing it right more than likely that's their love language and so um so their primary love language is they feel love through physical affection that's how and you know we already know from years of research how important touch is for newborn babies right yeah, and so for any of my nurses in here, or, or, you know, it's important because what, you know, so in order for a baby to thrive, they have to have physical contact. And so for those, those babies in the NIC unit, they're constantly getting them out and holding them. Yeah, I would love to be t- paid just to go and just touch a baby, right? Yeah, and so because that is so important, you know, and then I know years later it's what it's called skin to skin now, I think, contact, because it's so important. So, and so what, and don't be confused like, oh, well, if their love language isn't physical touch, then I don't need to worry about ever hugging them. <laughs> you know, no, that's not what, that's not what he's saying. Um, but, you know, and so how many of you know people that you better not hug them? They are not going to like it, right? It's like hugging a cactus. Somebody's raising their hand. Yeah, I, I have a lady in her charge. It's the biggest joke. She is, you better not try to hug her. She cannot stand to be hugged. It's just not her love language. Um, and so we have to respect that, right? Maybe. So... <laughs> Yes, it's not just, it's not about marriage. This is relationships. This is relationships within your family. Um, yes. And you know, how awesome that I think this would be as young people to learn this early in a relationship of how important it is and how you can really connect with someone using their love language. And so it's about safety, too, because some people, this that physical touch gives them a sense of safety, of being grounded. And so it's just, and, and for those of us, I'm not a big touchy-feely person. I'm just really not. And, you know, I like to hug, but I'm, I'm going to be okay if I don't get any hugs. I mean, I'm just that way. It's just my love language is words of affirmation. And so, um, but for some people it is. And, you know, and so I'm looking to see how many little ears we have in here. It's not all about sex, okay, for married people. It's just, that's an important aspect of the relationship. But that's not, there's lots of ways to be, to have physical touch and give your, give the people in your life that, um, 
let them feel that love that they the way that they want. So it's hugs, holding hands, cuddling. You know, I have one of my granddaughters. She's a cuddler. She just she just wants to cuddle. You know, that's just her tickle. And this is her famous words: "Tickle my back, mammy. Tickle my back." Why she loves that. Her daddy tickles her back every night, and yeah, so that's her that's her love language. Um, so of course you massage, brushing brushing hair, and like I said, you could you can Google and find all kinds of ways. But but really understand that physical touch is. For a person, it's just they feel loved when they're touched, okay? They just really. And so sometimes we get uncomfortable. If we're not, we're like, why are you in my bubble? Back up, back up, right? Yeah. So when I taught school, I would have a couple of kids, you know. Second, third graders don't know about space. They were like, right here. I'm like, whoop, back it up, back it up. Get, you know, you're in my bubble. And so the next one is acts of service. So, acts of service. Let's talk about this one. So, for someone that is maybe offers to help people a lot with a task or they go out of their way to run errands for someone, to assist them when they're in need, maybe when they're, when they're sick, um, they surprise them with these acts of uh, kindness and so if that's kind of how you roll, then, you know, probably your love language is acts of service. So I'm going to share a funny story. So uh, Tony and I actually did the five love languages little uh, quiz in the, in the late 90s. We were part of a small group. I remember we all did it. And that's when I learned that my love language was words of affirmation. Well, his love language is acts of service. And so a friend, we had friends that lived in the same neighborhood. And one day, um, the husband pulled in there. He said, and Tony had been working on building me something, uh, maybe a new something, a flower bed around my mailbox, I think. And he, he's all, you know, he was always outside working on stuff. And so Marty, Marty pulls up and he says, Tony, you are killing me. Quit with all this stuff you're doing outside here for Lisa. And Tony's like, what? He said, Kayla, every time she drives by and sees you out here building something for Lisa, she comes home and she's mad at me <laughs> because her love language is acts of service. And, uh, and so there was a conflict there, and they, they have learned to adjust. And Marty's love language is gifts. And, you know, and it's kind of, isn't that something, you know, uh, just some of the couples that Dr. Chapman talked about, you know, going, well, he buys me all kinds of things, but I can't get him to unload the dishwasher. Okay, right? Because her love language isn't gifts. It's like, can you just help me? Or he'll tell me he loves me all day long, but he, I can't get him to help me cook. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so it's not that we're not appreciating one another, but we're still, it's kind of like some needs are not being met. Remember, different personalities have different needs. And so pay attention to this because you're like, well, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, you know if, that's, if that's your um, love language. So pay attention to the small things. Consider what the person doesn't like doing. That, that might be a good place to start. You know, so if you know that they just do not, do, 
unloading the dishwasher, you know. So you find those things. Because if you listen, you're going to know what they don't like, right? Yeah, if we're listening, we're going to know. What do they complain about the most? Um, uh, focus on acts that are easy for you to accommodate into your schedule. Okay, because let's, you know, for someone, you know, that is working, you know, all these shutdowns and they're never home. When they are home, they need to sleep. Well, guess what? They're going to have a hard time finding time to do some acts of service. So they're gonna, you're going to have to really kind of think about how you can work that into the schedule. And so we have to give grace, right? We give grace and space to one another. Utilize your strengths. And so for Tony, you know, that's, you know, building things, creating things, that's just his, that's his strength. And so um, Marty, God love him, that's really not his strength. But he has other strengths that he's learned to use um, as well. I mean, that's just not, you know, some people, you know, they're like, well, I'm, I, I don't even know how to do that, or that's not something. Find what you, you do well and turn it into an act of service. Fill up the gas tank. Water plants. I so appreciate Tony because this heat has not been my friend this summer. I have hibernated this summer. And he has been so good about keeping my flowers and my plants watered every day. And so, but that's his act of service. And so I so appreciate that. Cook a meal, wash and wax a car, right? And so once again, this isn't just within a marriage. You can get creative when you're talking about other family members, right? Co-workers. And so the last one is receiving gifts, so, um, do you know anybody that loves to receive gifts? It can be just an eraser. But if you present that as a gift, I know, I know. It's like they have, you know, struck it big, right? But that's her love language. Yeah. Even though they're small or simple. And so, I think sometimes this one, people like... Well, I can't afford all those gifts. You know, it's not about the amount of the gift. It's that's not what it's about. It's the fact that you're saying you were thinking about me. When you were out and about, you thought about me and picked up that little, you know, dollar thing at dollar it was dollar twenty five now. At Dollar Tree, right? Because and it's just like, you know, for someone whose love language is gifts, they're like, Oh wow, that just speaks so much. Sonic slush, absolutely. Okay, yes. So it isn't the extravagance of the gift. It's the sentiment behind it. You were thinking about me. And so so you can, you know, gifts can range from all kinds of stuff, right? But, you know, you can be creative. And let's say, you know, it's for your spouse. And, you know, pay attention. What's their favorite book? You know, flowers. Is it a plant? I'd much rather receive a plant than flowers, but that's just me. Uh, and so, receiving receiving gifts. So, any questions so far? Any comments? I'm open for I'm open for comments. No. Yes. Yes. Up. Uh, yes. 
Yes, I was going to say, sometimes you can have more than one love language. Absolutely. Yeah. For a friend. Okay. Well, tell your friend yes. Yes. They do not need therapy. Yes. <laughs> um, and so in order to recognize someone's love language, we have to pay attention, Right. We have to observe, we have to actively listen to what they're saying in order. And so here's some ways. Pay attention to how they express love, okay? Watch the reactions. You know, if they just well, go crazy when they get a little gift from somebody, well, yeah, that's probably their love language. Take notes, pay attention, ask questions. And I already said listen to their complaints or their for frustrations, um, their unmet needs, you know, that they feel like, you know, just not, not being met. Uh, and then, of course, take the five love language quiz. And you can identify your love language. You can identify the love language of people in your life. And then if, you know, for, uh, for couples, guess what? It's a time of like, oh, okay, so your love language is this, mine's this right but let me give you some let me do some disclaimers here okay you know unfortunately sometimes we we can take something really good and just really turn it into not so good right we're as humans we're just good at do, doing that so sometimes people get a bit can be very competitive about using their love language so it's not a competition well, I did three acts of service for you, and you only told me I love you one time this week. Seriously, we're keeping score. We're keeping score. And so that's actually just going to strain the relationship because now you have all this pressure on you like, okay, did I, did I, tell, did I get affirmation today or did I pick up something? You know what I'm saying? Then, then it's not coming from the heart, right? It's almost like a duty you have to do, and there's no love in that. Yeah, um, so, you know, don't use it as a game or a weapon against your partner or your people in your life. So if you know, you know, for someone that knows, well, I know that, you know, words of affirmation, I'm not going to say anything positive to her this week. You know what I'm saying? And so we can do that to one another, can't we? And so it's not meant to be some kind of just game or or, 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 you know, withhold because we're upset with the person. Also know that a person's love language can change as, you know, different seasons of life that we're in. Uh, you know, I was thinking because as young moms, you know, we, you know, I would think I always appreciated, you know, when someone would help me with the kids, right, the acts of service, that kind of stuff. But that may be different now, you know, that I don't have kids at home. So, you know, being known that it's not concrete. Like, once you say that's my love language, you can't have any other kind of love language. Don't expect immediate results, okay? Um, and the love, five love languages, this is not the only aspect of a relationship, right? There's other aspects. There's trust. There's communication. There's values. There's all those other things that go into a relationship. This is just a tool to help build that relationship, to pour into your loved ones. And then another thing, you know, acknowledge your person's um, 
efforts that they're putting into it. You know, acknowledge what they're doing. You know, that you appreciate and you see them. Um, you know, making, making an effort to acknowledge your love language, right? Um, so does anybody have any comments about that? Anything? Okay, so I think, what time are we usually out? Are we okay getting out early? Oh, that was a quick yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's about 10 after. Okay, okay. Well, and I just asked that because I do have a copy. I have a copy of the Love Languages quiz for you to take with you. And so it's real easy to do. Let me get one real quick. And so you're going to have um, a, a pair of statements, and you're just going to choose the one that is most like you. So, like, for example, here's the first pair. I like to receive encouraging or affirming notes, or I like to be hugged. And you might like both, but if you had to choose which one you, you know really, really makes you feel loved, and you'll circle the corresponding letter out beside it, okay? Um, and so there's like, tw um, let me see how many. There's 30, and then you're just going to total up, and there's a little score sheet on that back, and then you can kind of find out what your love language is. And you may have several that are kind of up there. Yeah, if you want to pass them out, yeah. That may be, you may need that one. Um. And so I didn't pass these out in the beginning because I'm a retired school teacher, and I know all of you had been doing your quiz while I was talking. So, yes, they'll, yeah, they'll each need one. Yeah, if, if you're a couple, you'll both want to. Ma'am? It's never too late for love. Well, I would think after 62 years, you guys got it figured out. You need to be up here, and we let me sit down. You give me some tips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never go to, ma go to bed, uh, sleep mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love, oh, but let, I wanted to share this. I know there was something else I wanted to share, but I've done this, uh, kind of presented this at uh, workshops before, and I did a banquet before COVID. Isn't that something how we define our life? Either was that before COVID or after COVID? <laughs> yes, BC. So this was before COVID. Anyway, I did a, did a, uh, a it actually it was a Valentine banquet, and so I did a little workshop, and they were taking their quiz but I had a lady share with me afterwards. She said that her her, um, her son and his wife were had they had had were, were having some, some marital issues and things, and so they had gone to see a counselor, and their counselor put, got them to do the five love languages. In which you know I've worked with couples and I do the same thing, but she got them to start using that, and she said their marriage turned around. I mean, so it's you know it's just such a great thing. Who doesn't want to feel loved, you know? And um, so, so I hope that this tool will, will help you, that you can have fun with it. 
What did he say? <laughs> That's right, because you each have your own love language. Absolutely. Tammy? Okay. To change it, to find out what their love language? Can you schedule, tell that person to schedule an appointment with me? No, I'm picking. <laughs> I'm picking, I'm picking. Yeah. It, they're not, and you know, that's why I'm saying... You, Exactly. We have to remember we come into a relationship with lots of things in lots of ways. You know, as you know, for me personally growing up, I didn't get a lot of words of affirmation from my mother. Now, I did from my father, but my mother would yeah, never. And so I think part of that's why I grew up, you know, and words are so important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying we have to consider, you know, consider that in relationships. Um, right, pay attention, just pay attention. And, you know, if, you know, if, especially if that person is constantly, you know, bringing something to someone, you know, you kind of get an idea, you know, bringing a gift, picking flowers and bring. You know, especially for kids, you know, you can begin to pick up on their love language real quick. And I know, Tammy, that's why I just said that because I saw it. So, yeah, just brag. And so, yeah, right, yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being here tonight, I so appreciate Sister Kathy and Brother Scott letting me come. Because I know, I know that this pulpit is guarded. I mean, as a pastor, you you don't let just anybody come up here, right? And so I just really am always, you know, just love it whenever I can come and, and teach or share things um, with people. So I think that's it. Do you want to close? And I'd love to come do a verse mapping workshop. Yes, we need to do that. That's fine. So um, tonight when we dismiss, I want everybody to go find someone and hug them or give them a word of affirmation or bring them a gift or whatever. I mean, you know, piece of gum, piece of candy. Kim can hand out candy. That could be her love gift tonight. Y'all make sure you give Kim McNeely hugs. She loves hugs. But um, so if... if um, Wait a minute. If you have a prayer request, would you just say the name and the request? Don't go into detail. Just say the name and the request. Tammy? Okay. God knows. Okay. Ava's mom's in the hospital. And your sister, Shannon. Okay. D Debbie, Tommy, and Bubba. Okay. Cricket. Okay, continue to remember Cricket Sisters. Um, June, Betty McNeil, 
Okay, Ruth's neighbor uh, needs prayer. Um, Shelby. Okay, Valerie. Who else? Joyce. Donnie. How's he doing? Okay, still. Aren't y'all having appointments this week? Okay, so you don't know how he's healing. So, anyway. Brother, um, yeah. Pardon? Okay. 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 Well, if if y'all will stand with me, we will dismiss. And I know Scott's going to be able to, he's probably watching right now. He's going to see we're getting out early, but we can ask forgiveness later, can't we? <laughs> Father, we have sinned. <laughs> Do what? than permission so we'll just fellowship and we'll just do the homework on this on this sheet so let's just let's just dismiss father we love you and thank you for your many blessings father you've heard the many requests father they've been spoken out loud father and so we've made our requests known to you and i thank you father that you're the healer of every situation father Father, you're the mender of every broken place. Father, I know whether it's whether it's physical or emotional or mental or financial, Father, or relational, Father, you know the need. So, Father, I just thank you, Father, that we're expecting great reports from, from, these, from these prayers tonight, Father. Father, I thank you for each person that's represented here tonight. And, Father, let us just take these words to heart, Father, that this lesson tonight, Father, let us love as you love, Father, and let us give and... And do the things, Father, that you have created, be the person that you've created us to be, Father. And, and to love others, Father, whether it's in our workplace, Father, at our home, Father, with our family. Father, we can apply these, these love, language, love languages to every area of our lives. So, Father, I just thank you, Father, that you've gone before us, Father, to make every crooked path straight. I thank you for bringing us here safe and for taking us home safe, Father. And, Father, let us love each other, Father, unconditionally as you love us and extend grace and mercy as you do. And go with us tonight and bring us back safely. In your precious name, amen.